Welcome to The Alternative Investor, the show where we discuss, debunk, and demystify all things about investing in alternative assets. Okay, let's talk about accredited investors. Are you ready, Brad? I am. I was born ready to talk about accredited investors. You were born ready to talk about accredited investors? That's weird. I know. Uh, okay, so Brad, let's. Uh, so we're gonna, today we're going to cover accredited investors. And I think before we get into this, uh, why don't you start off by telling the folks sort of why you have some experience dealing with accredited investors and kind of understanding what they are. And then, uh, well, yeah, well, so what have you been up to over the last couple of years? And then we can jump into it. Yeah, so I've been raising funds and raising funds and managing funds to go out and purchase real estate on behalf of accredited investors, on behalf of retail investors who are looking to get exposure to private real estate assets. And so, you know, normally a fund would go out and talk to endowments. They would talk to uh, foundations. These are the big time, the big time, the big city yeah, funds, the Blackstones, the Carlisles, not us, they, not us local guys. They would go out and raise billions from, you know, all of these pension type of funds and uh, institutional players, right? I've been doing it in the retail space, going to, you know, Main Street to fund our acquisitions. Yeah. And, and so in, in, when you say retail, you mean in individuals like doctors, lawyers, uh, dentists. Yeah. I, I think you have some of, dentists, right? <laughs> more doctors, uh, a fair amount of investment bankers, a lot of good, uh, people. Dentists are good people. Though. Yeah. They're, they're great people. Um. Yeah, all mixes, all all different kinds of people, professions, you name it. If if people have, you know, money that they want to put to work in the private markets for real estate, we have talked to them the last few years. Okay, so you so and these are these are, you know the, you've, these are accredited investors, which we'll get into now. So you have been raising money from accredited investors from the last. God, uh, the, by the way, the, the word accredited is going to be difficult for me. I'm just going to get that out right now. Yeah, let's just butchering <laughs> it. But so you, uh, you, you know what we're saying. You've been raising money from. AIs over the past few years. <laughs> yeah. So the, you know, in order to do this, you have to comply with the Securities and Exchange Commission. They want to make sure that the retail investor is protected because these are private offerings that are not regulated by the SEC. It's not like a public stock that has a lot of different reporting requirements every year and a lot of hoops they have to jump through. These are literally, you can start one tomorrow if you have a private offering, an investment you want to put out there. And so, therefore, the SEC came up with some rules in order to qualify for these investments. Yeah. So the way I look at it is that you can lose your money on any investment, but at least if they're unregistered and you lose your money, uh, you know, there's you really can't point to anything that you sort of were supposed to read. Whereas if it, you know, if it's a registered security like a public stock, you, there's always public, you know, regulatory filings where you, they, they warn you, like, hey, we told you you could have lost all your money. Exactly. Yeah, the first 20 pages of all of these private offerings that are done right are all you know, the various ways you're going to lose your, your shirt on this deal. Oh, I see. So, there, okay. So you do, you do have those disclosures even in the private off, private place. I guess I negated your example, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, thanks. You just could, totally killed my <laughs> well, so, so that's interesting. So you do have to, you do have to have all these disclosures well, so, even yeah, in a private place. But that's the point is that those are for the offerings that are doing in a compliant way. There's plenty of people who are just, hey, I, you know, I got this property I want to buy. And will you give me a hundred thousand to go buy it? And they just do it on the back of a napkin, right? If you're going to do it the right way, yeah, there are those disclosures. Oh, I see. Okay, so then, even though the SEC requires you that requires that you only raise capital from accredited investors, you do have to do you know file a bunch of these disclosures or list all these all the reasons you're going to lose money. Well, just to put a finer point on it, you don't actually you're not required to put all that risk information it's just best practice it's, so you. people can, can't come back and say hey i had no idea i could lose my money if the economy went down the tube 
Interesting. Okay. So, all right. Well, we'll get into that a little bit more. So then, all right. Why don't we just start off with what is an accredited investor? You know, talk talk a little bit about this definition. You know, who who sets this definition, and then give us a couple of uh, the points around what defines it. Yeah, the SEC sets this definition and the qualifications for this. And you know, it's not a. I don't really blame them for coming up with these uh, income and net worth requirements, which are admittedly a little arbitrary, right? Just because you have a certain amount of money doesn't mean that you are financially savvy and are, quote, qualified uh, to make a private investment. But the SEC decided, in its infinite wisdom, we love you, SEC, that uh, you need to have $200,000 of uh, income the last two years if you're a single individual, 300000 if you're a married individual the last two years to qualify under income. Or you can qualify under net worth, which is $1 million in net worth, not including your home. Okay. Yeah, so that's pretty straightforward, right? So 200000 bucks if you're not married and you're single and alone and sitting in your apartment. $300,000 if you are married and you have a bunch of kids running around driving you crazy. Uh, for the last couple of years with the expectation of earning that same amount in the current year. Or you've got over a million bucks in assets and excluding whatever you own in your home. Yeah. And the sequencing of this was that the you know the SEC, the government decided, hey, doing an initial public offering is a lot of hoops to jump through and it's a lot of requirements and it's it's pretty costly. So we want to enable businesses and sponsors, the guys who are funding the guys and girls that are funding these investments to be able to raise capital efficiently. And so they they eased the ability to do that. And then once they did that, they realized, well, wait a minute, people are getting taken advantage of that don't have the financial sophistication to ask questions, to know what they're evaluating, to do the analysis on these private assets. So then they came up with this concept of the accredited investor that would, quote, protect the most of the people that get into these private offerings. Yeah. It's a little patronizing, right? It's like, it is. It's like the SEC is basically saying if, if you don't have a million bucks in net worth or 200,000 bucks in income, you're not really going to yeah. be okay investing yeah, in this I'm sorry. Stuff. You have to go down and play at the, uh, the kids table. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the, the kids table, the end of the adult table. Yeah. Although I guess what, it, you know, probably what they're really thinking is, look, you're probably no more sophisticated than anyone else. You lucked into your million bucks, but at least you can afford to lose yeah. some money. At least you <laughs> yeah. have a, a bigger margin of safety yeah. than if somebody has 50000 that's their only investment. Yeah, you're not going to be homeless. Okay, cool. So then, yeah. okay, so the definition of an accredited investor is pretty straightforward. And it, it's infuriating, actually, when you're in the weeds with, with people who are, you know, I've turned down finance professors. Have people, you really? Yeah, yeah. People that have been trading and investing for 30 years that know more than I do about some of these things, right? It's just that in order to be compliant and make sure that you're in a safe harbor with the SEC, who is a scary, you know, agency to be, you know, messing around with, you want to make sure you're compliant. But I I thought there was an exception for folks who had sort of a sufficient education or uh, of unregistered securities. Like I read that somewhere. Is that true? Or I mean, if if you can demonstrate that you have sufficient education in this world, um, or is that not is that not true? That's not true. Okay. So not for the safe harbor. Okay. Right? And the whole point of the safe harbor is that if you can show the SEC that, hey, look, we verified this person's income, right, or their net worth, then if they suit this person sued us, they can't just get out of the uh, the deal and we have to refund their money and the SEC won't fine us and, or put us in jail. But that doesn't mean that it's the absolute letter of the law. There is some gray area to this. I think that if you could argue that this person had been trading for 30 years and had plenty of you know experience, 
you probably are okay, but you don't have the safe harbor. Yeah, okay. I guess. So, you. in other words, most of the sponsors, all the sponsors that I know, play by the rules and make sure that that person is actually accredited. And so when you were raising money from, uh, well, I guess we'll get into sort of the verification of this later, but well, let's just talk about why this is important. You know, I, we touched on this a little bit briefly, but why does it matter if you're an accredited investor? What, what sort of opportunities open up to you? The world of private investing. The, the whole world. The world of alternative it's, investments. It's, it's like a secret club, right? Yeah. It's like all of a sudden the uh, the country club deals you've been missing for years just show up at your they door. They just come out of the woodwork. Yeah, no. We're, <laughs> we're joking, of course. Yeah, people just start calling you like, look, I heard you joined the accredited investor club. Welcome. <laughs> Here's your badge. Here's your secret handshake. Yeah. No, it's, it, it is useful because you, you don't want to limit your opportunities, right? You have... Plenty, especially now, there are plenty of online companies that are raising money for venture capital, for private equity, for real estate uh, that are available to people that are accredited. The crowdfunding sites. Yeah, the crowdfunding sites. And, and also, you know, people have varying, uh, you know, may not agree with this, but I, I'm of the belief that the stock market is not going to be returning the 10% historical average. Uh, that it has the last, I don't know, 80, 100 years, right? So, and a lot of people seem to agree with that, that the returns moving forward could be quite lower in the 4 to 6% range. Mm. So you you probably want to add private assets, which tend to have higher uh, return possibilities to your portfolio, not only for the diversification, but just to raise your overall uh, return profile. Yeah. So you want to have opportunities to diversify and get into private assets, and this is one way to do that. Well, yeah, and, and just to to put a to put it under you know to underline the point, you cannot invest in private assets like this unless you are an accredited investor, correct? Or unless you are the one who finds that company or that real estate piece of property. Okay, so that's a good point, right? Yeah. So we so either you are an accredited investor and you can buy into sort of deals or funds that other folks are running or, or sponsoring, or if you were going to sponsor that pro, you know, that uh, that deal yourself, if you get, if you went out and found a company to buy or a real estate project to do, you're exempted. and You can actually uh, invest in that yourself. Correct. Okay, but you know, essentially, if you're going to do it passively, right, as a limited partner, you have to be accredited. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah. So this is important because essentially the whole world of alternative assets open up to you if you are an accredited investor, and if you're not, you better get out there and find a deal on your own. Okay. So and how do you how do you become an accredited investor? I mean, is there a test? Is there a process? You know, do you have to? Do you I have guess to you can of, make more money. Yeah, well, that's that's the obvious way. You know, who verifies this? Uh, does the SEC come to your house and ask you some questions? No, well, thankfully, the the sponsor. It's on the sponsor's, uh, you know, duties responsibilities to verify that you are accredited. If they are doing what's called a 506C offering. Oh, and gosh. I know. Here we go. I know. I just mean that the if they are advertising or talking about the offering publicly, so if they have a website, you went to some dinner, right? If they are talking about it publicly. Okay. So if they're advertising the investment, then what? You, they have to verify They it? have to verify. They can't just take your word for it. And by verify, meaning what? They have to, they have they, to see documents. Okay. So they want to see bank statements. They have to see tax returns. They have to see a credit statement if you're qualifying under yeah. net worth because like they want a, to see liabilities. It's like a, getting a mortgage or something. An income statement. Okay. But if, you, okay, but if you're not advertising the deal, if you're just kind of circulating it amongst your friends and family, you don't need to verify this. The sponsor does not need to verify that these are accredited investors. They just have to sort of... Yeah, it's called check the box. Okay. And so then the responsibility goes on to the investor. But you know, there's, you're, you're, you're supposed to 
be truthful on these documents. So there's plenty of people that over the years have been missing out on these opportunities because they're not checking that box. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. So if you're, so if you, if this is a sort of a deal that you're just circulating amongst your friends and family, you can literally just give them a form and be like, "Hey, are you a credit investor?" And you're like, "Yeah, sure, <laughs> of course I am." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can't you see my box checked right here? Yeah. Versus if you're advertising, so these crowdfunding sites, when you're going to invest in a deal on these crowdfunding sites, do they require you to send in information to verify your, to verify that you're accredited? Yeah. And so in the the first couple offerings that we did, we actually did the verifications ourselves, where I was looking at tax returns and stuff I didn't want to be getting. Right. I didn't want to get it in the mail. I didn't want to get it via email. It seemed like very private information. But you had to verify. That's okay. Now there, yeah, it is awkward. So now there are third parties that will do this for us. And the the biggest one, I'm going to give a shout out to Jor Law at Verify Investor, who is the company that I've always used. What's the first word? Jor. Jor. His name's Jor Law. What do you you have a problem with? How do you spell Jor? J O R. Okay, there you go, Jor. It's cool. He has a great company. He's actually, you know, a, a leader in this field because it's it's kind of new. The the definitions are constantly changing, and we have some news on that front uh, forthcoming. But they now will take care of this process, and they will they will get the documents from the. Uh, you can even have them pull your your tax returns from the IRS electronically by just authorizing oh, them okay. to do so. So okay. you don't have to send any paperwork. That's cool. Good job, Jor. Yeah. So, and just to be clear, you you do have to verify it because you are advertising your fund, right? You yeah, have we website. have a website that yeah. talks about the offering, right? So uh, we, we just want to be safe. And so we went ahead and, and made sure that we were verifying. Okay. And so that must be why you rejected me from investing then. Yeah, well, there's many reasons. That, <laughs> Which is one of them. This is one of well, how do you How do you tell someone they're not an accredited investor? Do you just, is, that a, is that an easy phone call? <laughs> you know what? It's only happened once where somebody sent me the documents. <laughs> you're and like, it was, look, ooh, you, you don't, you don't, you don't, you're not going to get there. We need an extra zero on this statement. Were they sad? No, I, mean, I think they took it in stride. Okay. You know, yeah, we'll see if that I comes think... back to haunt you. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, so now you, uh, sorry, there is a third way to verify which you can have your CPA or even think a lawyer write a letter that says that they have reviewed your financials. Uh, okay. They can they, vouch here's for a, you. Here's a loophole, right? They can vouch for you that says, Hey, I, I CPA have reviewed Bob's or Cindy's tax returns and can verify that uh, they are accredited. And here's my signed letter stating such, and here's my license to verify that I'm actually professional. Okay, cool. So you just have to be in cahoots with your CPA, your lawyer. Yeah, exactly. Just buy them an extra Christmas present. <laughs> okay. All right. So, and you, you sort of did some foreshadowing here, which is which is I really appreciate it. But there is some exciting news on this front, right? This is real time information that's happening. We're here. What are we at the end of mid, kind of mid July, 2018? Here, oh, yeah, what this is, is live? We are cutting edge here at the Incredited. What is the latest? update on how the government thinks about accredited investors hit it i think they've gotten enough pushback from sponsors like us and from investors that these these arbitrary figures are are unfair they are amending the definition of an accredited investor and right now it's still pending but they are thinking the language is going to look something like uh, they're going to add a an exemption for somebody that has either sufficient demonstrable education or job experience okay. to qualify, right? Okay. So naturally, my next question is, how do you, what does that look like? How yeah, do you, exactly. How do you well, that's that? the big question mark, and that's what I'm, I'm a little concerned with. Like, what does that mean? And it's also going to be verified by the Financial Industry Regulatory Authority, or FINRA. 
So that could mean a lot of different things, but I think practically, I, if I had to guess, I think there's going to be some kind of test, right? You take some kind of online test, not something that's big that you got to study for. It's not the SAT. It's probably if you have some basic level of investments, you can probably jump on their website, you know, take, I don't know, answer the 20 questions and then print out their certificate. Okay. But and they, that should do the trick. They haven't worked that out yet, though. They, no. Essentially, they're just saying, hey, look, you know, this income thing or this net worth thing is a little arbitrary. We're also going to add this third condition, which is if you just have sufficient knowledge or education experience or something like that. Correct. Okay, that's cool. Well, that's I feel like that's great. That opens up this world to a lot of folks. Like, yeah, that it's huge because some I, of my I don't, best friends. Ex- yeah, you know, I don't know what the exact number is, but I, I want to say that the accredited the number of accredited investors in the states out of what three hundred thirty million or something is is sub ten million. It's probably in the, you know single digits yeah. millions. And so this, in theory, you know, could ten x that, blow the doors if, off, if of not this. a lot higher. Okay. Um, depending on how many people have this, quote, uh, education or job experience to qualify. Great. And so what's the latest on that? It, it, it did pass the House? It passed the House by a vote of 406 to 4. Squeaker. <laughs> <laughs> Barely got through. I mean, I wonder, I, I wonder, one, who are these four people? Yeah. Two, what was their problem? Yeah. Two, you Do you know, think they just checked the wrong box? I feel like there's some <laughs> margin of error, right? You just yeah, they're, just, they're hung over. They uh, just said the wrong nay instead yeah, they, of yay. They got the wrong bill. They thought this was the, you know. And they probably didn't even bother going back and correcting taxes it. The bill. They, they knew it was going to pass anyway. Yeah. So this is, I, I can't imagine many bills pass with that kind of uh, percentage. So that means it's highly, highly likely to pass the Senate as well. Okay. Uh, so I think uh, this is great news for all retail investors out there, especially the ones that are not already accredited. This is ex- this is exciting. Uh, it I, is actually this is the most exciting news that we've had on this podcast. I would say up to date. Would you Would you say that? I, I would tend to agree. Yeah. Well, good. Okay. Well, thanks for the update, Brad. Uh, maybe we'll do a real time update again on the next episode, so we can just kind of keep keep it keep, keep a tally on where where we are with this vote. <laughs> should we should we live tweet the vote? Yeah, or just put it up on our website. So yeah, folks, uh, stay tuned. Uh, we'll have more information on that next week. Anyway, so if you are an accredited investor, congratulations. Uh, way to go. You're and crushing life. You're winning at life. If you're not, that's okay. There's some stuff coming down the pipe, which means maybe even you can be an accredited investor is, soon. Yeah, and this is America. It's aspirational, right? So we're all going to be accredited investors shortly. Someday. Like, you know. Good luck out there. Yeah. Thanks for listening to The Alternative Investor. Since you've made it this far, you should take a second to subscribe to the podcast and join our email list. There, you'll receive additional insights and insider access to the world of alternative investments. Just visit thealternativeinvestorshow.com.